It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross. Answer. Yes. Touchdown. They did it. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Jason Walker with you here on the Full Court Press. It's uh, just me today, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Eric Franson is uh, he's out sick today. Um, some of you have been listening yesterday, and also for the small little smidgen of time we were on uh, on, on Monday, um, then you would have heard... Uh, uh, you would have been able to tell that he was sick. Um, or he, he was kind of on the tail end of being sick. Um, but he still had a cough. And that's what kind of got worse today for him. So he'll be out for today. Uh, so it's just going to be me. And hopefully I'll be able to uh, pull up the uh, text line here. It was uh, It was logged out, and I'm trying to find the uh, text line so if you guys want to text in we can have some uh there it is i think i found it trying to multitask when i'm the only one on the show there we are we got it if you want to text in 435-339-0321 you can chime in Uh, any thoughts on uh yesterday's game yesterday's game uh utah state beat unlv 75 71 Barely earning that free ice cream for those in attendance at that game. Um, but the Aggies down UNLV in a, it felt like a very much needed win and against a tough opponent. Um, you know, this is the only team that the, the Aggies have now beaten, I think, that has a winning, you know, winning record in conference, like, like a Mountain West team that has an overall winning record. Granted, UNLV doesn't have a winning record in conference play, but still, you take it. Um, it, ended, it just ended up being a very uh, exciting game. The Aggies kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit uh, with a few of these, um, uh, you know, with how this game went because it really felt like, um, you know, Utah State could have won that game a lot easier than they did. But we'll get into that in a second because there's, there's a lot of stuff for us to talk about. I want to just run through it a little bit because, you know, not only do we have the Utah State game to talk about, um, you know, we've also got high school basketball. Had that going on last night. We've got it going on tonight. Granted, we won't have the uh, all the all the radio broadcasts, but we have sports tonight in Cache Valley that you can all go to. Some good games that will be happening in, in girls' basketball. As we get into region play where we're going to have basketball four nights a week. That's just amazing, and and I really love it. Um, but you know, l- last night there were some exciting games, and we'll get into that probably a little bit later in the hour, maybe at the beginning of the uh, of the uh, second hour. We'll see uh, 
how long this discussion of the Utah State game goes on, because uh, there were some exciting games with Ridge 11 boys. The first night last Thursday when they played their first set of games, every game was decided by double digits, and by the end of the game, none of them were, in, were anywhere close. The most exciting thing was Ridgeline coming back, like a first-half comeback, really like middle-of-the-second quarter comeback against Green Canyon. And then they dominated them the rest of the way, and it went in like 68-49. Then the other games were both like pretty much never close after like the first or second quarter. Last night, of the you know there were three games, all three at some point in the fourth quarter, all three of those games were within five points. Some of them were within four or five points in the final minute. I think the the game that wasn't the closest ended up being Skyview Logan, where with like four minutes left. Or something like that. It was uh, it was a four point game. Um, but of course, we had one game go into double overtime and dang near triple overtime if a shot had to roll out. So again, we'll go into that. Some super exciting games. There were other Mountain West games going on last night. There's one tonight, uh, a Mountain West game. We'll get into that scoreboard standings. Uh, what things are looking like? Uh, Boise State still looking pretty good. Uh, they're. Uh, they're now uh, first place. They're 5-1 and one in the conference. Grand San Diego State's one of the teams playing tonight, so they can tie Boise State in the standings at 5-1 and one if the Aztecs win tonight. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's just a lot. And then there's, there's jazz rumors, Utah jazz trade rumors. They're, they're starting to, to really heat up. We've gotten bits and pieces, but last couple of days, the, the trade machines are starting to rev up their engines. They're getting going. So, uh, again, text line, if you want to text in, 435-339-0321. Uh, 8-9-6-8, starting us off here. Uh, said, a good, exciting game last night. One of the few times where the Aggies tried like heck to give the game away and failed. And, and yeah, it, it did feel like that. Um, just a game where Utah State seemed like they were the better team in pretty much every aspect of the game. You can definitely argue UNLV certainly played better than the Aggies at times on defense, but that was more at times. UNLV was really streaky with their defense. And if they hadn't gotten a lot of breaks and kind of just simple mistakes from the Aggies, this game could have been a 15, 20-point game. And I have a feeling UNLV might end up getting crushed a few times um, in conference play when they face teams that you know don't make those mistakes, when they play really good teams. Um, 9 through one five with a couple texts coming in. Um, says, should have asked Eric to get you somebody like Logan Bonner to be your co-host for the day, or maybe someone like the Deflator. Why not? And the main thing why not is because it was like, I think it was like 1 or 2 o'clock when I think he he was probably trying to see if he could make it, and then he just couldn't. So early in the afternoon, he was, he was texting and saying, all right, I can't go today. So it was a bit last second he was trying, and not I'm not saying last second because I'm thinking he was throwing me into the bus because I think he was probably trying to make it. And um, and he knows that, you know, I can mostly handle this show on my own. I, I'm getting to the point, you know, I can run the board. You know, there was that brief pause right before the show started, but I got everything going. I even got stuff loaded up in Cool Edit because we're going to run through some old some calls from the uh, high school games. We're going to play some audio from, you know, one of the most exciting games, perhaps the most exciting game of the year uh, in high school basketball. We've barely started, so we don't know if there's going to be more. But a really exciting game with buzzer beaters and and all that all that jazz. So uh, nine three five. He had a couple uh, other texts. He sent in a couple more. 
Uh, he said, you better watch the text line because Eric might text in to punk you uh, being by yourself. Yeah, I don't know if I would particularly uh, recognize uh, Eric's number. I don't know if I, I don't have his number to memorize, and these always come in, you know, as just the, just as the phone number. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my phone to see if he's uh, texting in. Um, nine three one five also uh, texting in. Uh, how many away conference games has Boise State played, and who have they played at home? Coach should agree with inbounds play calling and play calling in general in last night's game. So a couple things in there. I'll uh, look at Boise State really quick. I have it pretty much at hand. I can answer that question for you really quick since I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, they've, you know, they played uh, at Nevada and at UNLV and at Wyoming. So, you know, they played the struggling – and granted, I said UNLV might get crushed. They got crushed by 18 by uh, Boise State. So they were a team that uh, didn't make any uh, mistakes. You know, Nevada's a team that's kind of been up and down. Still, they played at – granted, they lost at Nevada, actually. So one of their uh, tougher games they actually lost. And then they've played at Wyoming. They hosted Nevada just barely. So they've actually played both games against Nevada already. Just uh, six games into their conference slate. Um Boise State's going to go to Nevada on Friday. Um, so that'll certainly be a tough game. So Boise State's schedule hasn't been a murderer's row. It's not been like the UNLV schedule where UNLV's put like everybody good in the conference already and several of them on the road. Boise State's probably been on the softer end of that schedule. So there's a chance for them to certainly get hurt. But they've been blowing out these teams you know, like nuts. You know, They, they blew out Utah State. They blew out UNLV. They blew out Wyoming. They just blew out Nevada at home. So, and, you know, they blew out UNLV and Wyoming on the road. So, you know, Boise State, you can maybe argue softer schedule, but um, they've done very well with it. They've done well with the schedule they've had. Um, And as far as inbounds play calling, certainly, you know, last night, good coaching, I think. Um, Odin was trying to work with what he had. He was put in a bit of a tough situation where he's already down Rylan Jones. Then he was down Z Hamoda. And, uh, you know, Z Hamoda, he was out because he was sick. Um, that's why he didn't play last night. Uh, just woke up feeling sick. That's what, you know, Odom said. And the, you know, the thing is, like, the day before the game, we were at, we were at uh, you know, at the end of their practice, and Z Hamoda was there. And seemed to be fine, but it was it's one of those you wake up and you don't even see it coming. Sometimes you can see a sickness coming like the night before. You're like, oh, I'm not feeling good. And then you wake up the next day and you feel like crap. But Hamoda's very much seemed to be one of those where it's you wake up and what happened to me? Did I die? That was probably what happened to him. Um, so he didn't play. The uh, the kind of the expectation and hope is that he'll play um, Saturday. Um, we'll see. It's obviously we got to. Wait and see if if Hamoda is healthy. How long this sickness lasts? Find out from Eric. The sickness can last a little bit, um, and it can linger. Although as long as the worst of it is is past, um, he could probably play at least a little bit uh, and help out the Aggies when they take on uh, San Jose State. So there's that zero three six six says, uh, "Don't panic. I'm on my way in to help you with the show." 
Oh, geez, now the text line going nuts there. So, yeah, again, if you want to text in, uh, talked about the game. Um, and one of the biggest takeaways, and I basically try to make it the theme of my recap article. You can find that on Cash Valley Daily, but we're going to be going into it. So I'll uh, touch on most of the important things because the theme was, you know, I started off with, you know, Utah State had just gone down. It was like three minutes, 55 seconds to go in the game. They go into a timeout, and one of the assistant coaches basically just, you know, quick comment to the team, hey, we're going to win this one. Which, you know, sometimes you just kind of need to get that. You need to get that motivation. You need to get that, uh, you know, that feeling, that confidence. Because at that moment, the Aggies had gone down 66, 50, or 66 to 65. And it felt like the Aggies, they'd just suddenly blown their lead. They'd had a nine-point lead at halftime. Um, they'd done, you know, a lot of, a lot of good things. They'd struggled a little bit. But they'd kept UNLV at arm's length, and then suddenly they're down, and there's less than four minutes in the game. You go into the last media timeout, down. It suddenly feels like, okay, we've blown this, and now we're at risk of losing to a team that we were playing better than for pretty much the entire game up to that point. And at that point, you know, they get a bit of a confidence boost, and then a couple minutes later, you know, that's where that belief kind of comes into play, where they needed to make a play. You know, there was about a minute left, uh, a little over a minute left, like, you know, minute 10, minute 15, and uh, the Aggies have the ball. The shot clock's draining down. They're still down at that point, you know, after that final media timeout. They're, you know, a couple minutes later, and it's 69-68. The Aggies are trailing. They'd gotten the lead back briefly and then lost it again to UNLV. And Taylor Funk has it. Steven Ashworth, like, runs around behind him. Goes to the top of the key. Funk uh, dumps it off to Ashworth, who somehow is wide open. Like, I don't know how you end up leaving Ashworth wide open. But he was. And uh, he, he he puts up a three-point shot from the, top of the, uh, from the top of the arc and drains it. Huge shot. Big moment for the Aggies. Uh, you know, and, the, and the crowd erupts. You go up 71-69. Of course, you got to come back. you got to get a stop. And the Aggies had been on and off getting stops. At times, UNLV um, were able to get going on offense. Sometimes they could manufacture a shot. But overall, the Aggies played good defense most of the way. But still, you got to get that one stop. And then it was Keyshawn Hall for the Rebels. Uh, He had 19 points in the game. Went like 6 of 11 from the field, I want to say. Decent um, overall production. Um, yeah, let's see, I'm looking at it. He actually came off the bench. That's why the Aggies actually got outscored by quite a bit in uh, bench points. They're actually outscored. Like, UNLV had 38 bench points. Most of those from two guys. The Aggies got 13. It's usually the other way around. But anyway, so Keyshawn Hall, he'd been having a great game. Like I said, 6 of 11, 1 of 3 from 3, 6 of 6 from the free throw line. He'd been having a good game especially coming off the bench. So he's got the ball, and he's lined up against Dan Akin. If you're Dan Akin, that's like, that's the defensive possession. You need to get a stop here. It's not do or die, but you like really need to get a stop here. You can't foul, heaven forbid, giving up an and one in that situation. Um, but then he draws a charge. He drew a charge on Keyshawn Hall, and that's when the spectrum just pretty much erupted. Um, it got loud as loud. 
Um, I know it's been louder than it was at that moment, but it's just so nice, you know, getting the pretty much the entire full spectrum. Um, just just getting that out there. Um, I should look up and see what the what the attendance was. I think I can find it in the final book here. Trying to see what the uh, oh, where do they put it? Where do they put attendance? See if I can find it. Uh, attendance about seventy six hundred. So not bad. There's some seats in the, you know the kind of the non-student section that kind of need to be filled, but I didn't really see any gaps in the seats. There's some empty seats here and there, but no, like, chunks. It's not like, you know, spotty people here, people there, people there. Pretty much the entire place is relatively full. This place will sell out in a handful of games, you know, when when, um, big opponents come to town. San Diego State, Boise State. It'll get up there, but still, it got loud. In the student section, they've been standing room only for a couple of games now. Where they're full, they're getting loud, they're doing the chants, they're doing everything. And so, and at that moment, you know, big turnaround. The Aggies get the lead, and they get the ball back. You know, they get a stop, get the ball back, and they have a chance to make a big play. And it got loud. And then on the other end, Utah State had to manufacture another point. or another bucket or something. They're only up by two, and so UNLV, if they got the ball back, because Ashworth made his three with 109 to go. Dan Atkin draws a charge with like 51 seconds. The Aggies drain the clock down, and Stephen Ashworth gets stuck underneath the basket with two seconds on the shot clock. And this is where, you know, the out-of-bounds, people are praising the out-of-bounds plays. Aggies drop an out-of-bounds plays. According to Ashworth, their first option on the out-of-bounds was covered. Their second option was covered. Third option was Sean Bairstow doing a cross-court uh, or a cross-key cut. Max Shulga finds him. Sean Bairstow drains like a 16-foot jump shot to go up by four. And that's, you know, and right there you look at clutch plays. Three different guys having clutch plays within, you know, 30, 40 seconds of each other. Ashworth with the three, Dan Atkin with the drawing the charge with a good defense, and then Sean Bairstow, you know, getting the pass from Shulga, a good pass from Shulga to Bairstow. Bairstow hits the shot. That's four different players making key plays. You know, making three different clutch plays. It's not the one guy who gets everything done. This team does have a lot of guys who can do well. And heck, outside of those clutch plays. You had the first half. Trevin Doria scored nine points in like three minutes and 56 seconds before he went out. He sparked the Aggies to get ahead and get things going. And then Taylor Funk, he kind of drew that along where he got the Aggies that nine-point halftime lead by scoring 20 points in the first half where he was just going off. Now, he didn't score a single point in the second half, so it was kind of weird. But other Aggies, you know, part of that was because the Aggies just didn't do as well offensively in the second half. Um, there were a lot of turnovers. Taylor Funk, again, he had a lot of those turnovers. But still, it shows that you know the team can still get points, even with, you know, they took away Utah State's on-fire score the entire second half. 
and the Aggies still did all right. You know, they still scored, you know, 29 points in the second half after scoring, you know, maybe 46 in the first half. But still, an overall good game where everybody contributed. Everybody contributed in the first half. Everybody contributed in the clutch. Uh, Max Shulgai, you know, it wasn't just the pass he hit. He hit some clutch free throws as well um, that put Utah State back up by four. Uh, after UNLV, they, you know, after Utah State went up uh, 73-69, UNLV hits a layup at 73-71. Shulga hits a couple of free throws. 75-71, that was the final score. UNLV, you know, missed their last shot and whatnot. So, just everyone contributed. And that was, I feel like, the theme of the game is that everyone contributed in the clutch. Everyone had a hand either in the first half, you know, explosion where they go up 46-37 at halftime, and then anyone who may or may not have been involved in that first half uh, scoring was involved in the clutch. Again, four different guys making a clutch play. And that's what team play is about. You know, having any one of your players make a clutch play, Bairstow, Shulga, Akin, Ashworth, any of them or all of them at the same time. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll get back. We'll talk a little bit more. We'll uh, read some of your texts that have just come in, 8968 and 9315, and text in a couple more. Uh, we'll get to that. The beginning of the next segment, we'll talk a little bit more about the Aggies, talk a little bit more about the Mountain West and how things are shaping up. We'll have that next on 106.9 The Fan. Let's talk about getting your car registered. What a pain. With registration and emissions, it takes hours. Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan, across from Angie's, will take that pain away. Stop in to get your oil changed and have the emissions test done. Then re-register your car. It's that easy, all in one stop. The best thing? You can stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main. Open seven days a week. It's never too late or too cold to get rid of that old vehicle. Now is the time to earn extra cash by calling DD Auto and Salvage. Let them pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage in Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204. That's 787-1204 today. See store for details. Crystal Vision would like to thank their clients for their best year yet. They're grateful for your business and trust. It's a new year, so time for a new look. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a frame style you'll love that will set you apart from others. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision, on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. We are talking with Jeff at Daryl's Appliance. Why does Northern Utah choose Daryl's when they need to repair their appliances? Our customers trust us to get the job done right. We have been repairing appliances for over 52 years. We also have our Under One Roof loyalty program where we discount the trip charge when you decide to buy new instead of the repair. Plus, our service calls and parts are guaranteed. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open till 6 p.m. on weekdays and 5 on Saturdays. 
Cubex has extended their biggest special ever. Become a Cubex member and get your first two months for free. Then pay only $15 per month with no contract. You'll also receive the Cubex Nutritional Guide ebook for free, a $30 value. Work out at Cubex with their virtual trainers, in private, in a sanitized environment, with no concerns, distractions, or comparisons. Achieve your goals at Cubex Fitness in Logan. This offer ends January 28th, $75 cancellation via time of cancellation. Has inflation got you down? This is Zach with HSA Depot. Did you know you can save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings and flex spending accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your health care by providing HSA and FSA eligible products, taking the guesswork out of the process. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back, Full Court Press. Jason Walker and just Jason Walker here. Eric Franson out sick today. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, if he's not, we'll still have plenty to talk about. Have plenty to talk about today. We've already been talking about Utah State Aggies. Their uh, uh, win over at UNLV last night, 75-71. to 71. Crucial uh, game to get back on track. They'll have another chance to kind of build some momentum on Saturday not, you know, one of the top opponents. They'll play San Jose State, who has a winning record. They're a solid team. They'll host the Spartans. So have a chance to build some momentum heading into the next week. Um, and I forgot to look at what next week will look like because building that momentum will certainly be important for the Aggies. They'll go into their two games next week. So actually, well, it'll be a very rough next week because they'll go at San Diego State and at Fresno State. They'll uh, be spending about basically the entire week in California. They're actually not going to. Uh, they're not going to uh, travel back to Logan in between those games. They'll just stay in California. They'll bus up from San Diego to uh, Fresno. So, yeah, got to build some momentum with San Jose, San Jose. Try and get back on track. Face a really tough San Diego State team. Fresno State may not have the greatest record, but. They were a thorn in the Aggies' side in the last game, and this time they're going to Fresno. So that'll be a very tough week next week. A couple of your texts rolling in here. If you want to chime in on the text line, full court press text line, you can uh, text 435-339-0321. Uh, 9315 uh, chiming in again says, Ajay, get your butt into the full court press now. Jason uh, needs you. P.S. He'll do better than Eric and make sure... Uh, you have s'mores. I've already said s'mores are overrated. And actually, s'mores, like, granted, they, it does sound kind of nice right now. Because um, s'mores are good. But I'll say this is probably the worst time for me to have a s'more. Because working with the computer, working with the soundboard, and I cannot afford to be getting anything sticky. Like marshmallows. 
uh, anywhere in this studio. <laughs> that would be very unfortunate. Um, 8968 uh, says, It was loud enough that the spectrum seemed full. It always seems nice to uh, beat Vegas, BYU, or Boise. And, yeah, that was the thing. Like, that's why I was almost a little surprised that it was, like, only 7,600. Because, so like, it looked full. It sounded full. Of course, part of that was because the students, you know, they're right behind me. I'm, you know, that little, that little press row, the students are, you can almost reach out and they can reach out and you can, you know, give a firm handshake to someone in the crowd. Then you got the entire corner and end line, and it gets loud. And it cascades down. And you start thinking, like, at one point, my ears started ringing. Like, that's when I know it's getting too loud. It's when I have to lean down, start plugging my ears, and be like, oh, goodness gracious. It gets loud. So we'll see how much louder it can get with some of these future games. We'll have some big-time opponents coming. But the Aggies, uh, again, they, they get a crucial win, and a win where everybody contributes. Taylor Funk contributes with an enormous first half, 20 points, hit six three-pointers. Got to the point where I was like, six three-pointers in the first half. And Winton's like, okay, J.C. Carroll, record's 10, right? Set it back in 2006. You know, if Taylor Funk hits four, uh, which, you know, there's no guarantee if you hit six threes and a half, you'll hit uh, any in the second half. Obviously, Taylor Funk saw that since he didn't score a single point, didn't hit a single field goal, and didn't even, I don't, think, I don't even think he went to the free throw line. In the second half, he just stuck at 20 points. Which I think is the second time he's, like, had a really big first half and then not really done much in the second half. Because I think his season high is 22. And there was a night, a few nights, or a few games ago, where he had like 18 in the first half. I thought, okay, this guy's going to set his season high. He gets like one bucket in the second half. But still, you know, 20 points in the first half, that was enough to contribute, gave the Aggies a lead. And they kind of bungled it away because there were a few times in this game when Utah State had 21 turnovers in this game. That's really where they shot themselves in the foot. And shouldn't have really surprised anybody that UNLV could force these turnovers because they're seventh in the league, in the country, or they were seventh. They were seventh in the country in steals per game. And look where they are now. They're now fifth. You know, they average forcing... Uh, about 20 turnovers a game, which is one of the, I think it's one of the best marks in the league. They are really good at making teams turn the ball over. You know, that's what they do. That's their defense. There were times where it got them in trouble, and Utah State was able to pass the ball around. They were able to move it around and find open shots because UNLV was playing too aggressive, and you got the, the ball underneath the basket. Uh, early on, that was kind of Trevin Doris's thing, where they were switching, and then Doris was free under the basket. They dump it off to him, and he dunk it. And you know that that was the early, uh, the early offense for Utah State was just finding the open man against the aggressive defense, because that's the trick. And that's something I talked about yesterday, where Utah State could take advantage of UNLV's defense by moving the ball well and getting around that aggressive defense, because when you play too aggressive and you miss then suddenly you're chasing, and then you get more aggressive and kind of desperate to close out, and then you know you end up playing bad defense and give up an open shot. So it was a bit of a two-edged sword. UNLV also committed some fouls. They actually got Utah State got into the bonus with like 13 minutes to go in the game. The Aggies didn't take a ton of advantage of that, but still, 
UNLV kind of lived and died by its aggressive defense. The Aggies um, stumbled against, as I said, 21 turnovers. believe that's a season high. Better have been a season high because I think I put that in my article. I think the, the next closest is like 18. The thing is, you know, yesterday I said that if Utah State had like 17, 18, 19 turnovers or something to that effect, that they'd probably lose this game by five, six, or seven points. I said, I said they'd lose if they had a ton of turnovers. Well, Utah State had a ton of turnovers and won. And it is kind of weird, especially because I went back and I looked at, you know, since 2010, I've got, a, you know, a database that I'm able to search through where I can look up specific games with, you know, certain statistical criteria. And I, I looked and I tried to find all the games since 2010, that's as far back as the database goes uh, for right now, that, all right, how many times has Utah State had 21 turnovers in a game? And, you know, what was the result of, of those games? Well, if you include last night's win since 2010, so what, 13 years now? Utah State is 6-3 and three in games where they have at least 21 turnovers. It's really weird. And I think I brought this up in another game, like when they had that 18 turnover game. I think it was against San Diego where Utah State has like a pretty solid winning record when they have 18 turnovers. It's weird that, you know, with the turnover being the worst end to a possession, is effectively, that even though you have a ton of those, we're like a quarter of Utah State's possessions in this game. Let me see how many possessions they had. Utah State had 68 possessions in this game. 68 God-given possessions, and they turn it over on 21 of those. <laughs> Let's see what percentage that is. 30%, bordering a third of Utah State's possessions, ended in a turnover. So, like, how on earth do you do that? And it really just comes down to you know, being highly efficient on the rest of those. I'm trying to do some quick math here because I want to see like how many points per possession. That's uh, almost 1.6 points per possession, which is absurd. Utah State's normal points per possession is like 1.14. And they average 1.59 points per possession on plays where they didn't have a turnover. So they were absurdly efficient when they didn't have a turnover. And that's why, you know, if Utah State only has like nine turnovers, they probably win this game like 92 to 58. Like that's how much UNLV relied on those turnovers. And it's probably why UNLV can get killed sometimes because if they aren't forcing those turnovers, then it limits their offense and their defense hasn't really been able to handle teams if that aggressive defense isn't working. Uh, 9 through 1-5 says, if USU was more physical in that game, we wouldn't uh, be saying things about too many turnovers. And yeah, I think the aggressiveness was that sometimes is also just picking up the dribble at an inopportune time and then making uh, inadvised passes. It was not having good ball security driving into the paint. 
there were just a lot of little dumb turnovers where you got to recognize UNLV is going to be swiping at the ball. You know, when you get a rebound, they're going to try and sneak in and grab the ball. You either force a jump ball or, a, or you know, just stealing it straight out of the big man's hand. They wanted to force those turnovers in every possible situation. Get in the passing lanes. Try and pick your pocket. Try and pick your pocket after a rebound. Try and pick your pocket when you're driving to the, driving to the rim. Swiping at every chance, getting in every passing lane, that was UNLV's defense. And it just takes discipline. And it's tough because you try and practice for that, but Odom, before and after the game, emphasized just how much, you know, how hard it is to try and simulate that. Because, you know, his practice guys, they're not going to play with the same intensity because they haven't wired themselves to do that. UNLV, they're coaching. They've been wired to do that. That's how they play the game. Utah State, they don't defend like that. They defend differently. And their scout team guys, which are basically just their backup guys, you know, they're, they're practicing against each other. You know, they don't have uh, that same intensity in that particular area. So... It was tough for them, and you have to adjust in-game, which they didn't at times because the thing is they had the entire first half, played well, and then the first seven possessions of the second half, six of them ended in turnovers. So Utah State didn't really adjust very well coming out of halftime and didn't respond very well initially. That's how UNLV came back from that nine-point halftime deficit is Utah State just didn't score a point for like four minutes. And uh, UNLV came back to make it like 46-45. And I think Utah State maintained the lead for a little while because I think the first UNLV lead of the second half was that 66-65 lead that I mentioned. 9952 texting in said that had to be Shulga's worst game of his USU career until he sank the final two free throws. Yeah, it, it certainly felt like that. Um, I think he had a couple of moments um, where he was a bit clutch down the stretch because actually you know, he, he had missed every single shot he had the uh, mentioned he had the five turnovers but he had a couple of plays later in the game that really were huge for instance with about you know 10 minutes left UNLV had gotten into 55-57 the Aggies were leading then Shulga hits his first and actually only field goal of the game he nailed a three Put the Aggies up by five. And then the next play, he, you know, we talked about isolation, but he was able to basically isolate late in the shot clock, basically broke his guy's ankles, and then got to the free throw line. And um, he, made, he made both those free throws. Put the Aggies up by seven again. And UNLV would eventually get the lead, but still, it was pushing things, um, you know, keeping ahead. He was doing a, good, doing a good job of keeping Utah State ahead, and then he made some some clutch plays down the stretch. He had the assist on Barstow's jumper, and then he had the two free throws. So, so it, it certainly had felt like Shulga's worst game of the year. But like many great players, he was able to overcome just an awful game to that point. And he got pulled several times. Odom, you know, normally it feels like when a sub comes in, it's like, okay, it's time for you to go out, time to spell you, or you know, a matchup thing, or sometimes the end of the game, it's, you know, defense for offense, you know, 
those kind of back and forth substitutions. Shulga got pulled like several times because it was right after he made a dumb pass or a dumb shot. And he got pulled several times, but he was he was a really good sport about it where when he's going out, he's uh communicating with the guy coming into him. You know, I don't know if he's telling like who he's guarding or you know what what they're doing at the moment, but he was you know still communicating with the team. He didn't you know have his head down, wasn't sulking, you know, oh, I'm getting benched cuz I'm playing bad. He kept his head up, and that's that's how, you know, a guy like Shulga can play bad for thirty, you know, thirty-ish minutes of the game, and then finish strong. Is he keeps his head up despite a couple of bad plays? So we're gonna take another quick break. I uh, got a couple more to fit in here uh, before the end of the hour. So uh, we'll keep talking Utah State basketball. A little bit more, you know, talk a little bit more going forward. We'll uh, recap some of the other Mountain West games. And we'll have that next on 106.9 The Fan. It's the annual boatload of gloves clearance sale at Al Sporting Goods. Thousands of name brand gloves from Burton, DeKine, Scott, and Gordini, 50% off. That's right, 50% off. Closeouts, clearouts, discontinued models, salesman samples, thousands of gloves, and they've all got to go. Save 30% on winter boots from the North Face, Columbia, Sorrel, Kamek, and more. Ski goggles starting at 14 bucks. Winter jackets from the North Face, Columbia, and Boulder gear. You save 30%. It's the annual boatload of glove sale going on now at Al Sporting Goods. Every sport, every season. When it comes to home care, it's important to know you have a choice. If you or a loved one is in need of hospice or home health services, remember that Primrose Home Care and Hospice believes in treating the patient as well as the problem. We work directly with you and your doctor to create a health plan that's catered to your needs. Our team is devoted to providing options and the freedom and safety of your own home. Visit us at primrosecare.com or call to schedule a free consultation. Primrose Home Care and Hospice, your local hospice and home health provider since 2006. Experience Sunday brunch at Prodigy Brewing on Center Street. Churro French toast, beignets and berries, and everyone's favorite chili quiles. A delicious combination of eggs, house-made enchilada sauce, tortilla chips, avocado, and pico. Brunch has an all-new meaning of tasty when you visit Prodigy Brewing. Serve Sundays 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Prodigy's atmosphere is vibrant, energetic, and friendly. Whether it's with family or friends, Sunday brunch at Prodigy Brewing is a delicious experience. Prodigy Brewing, exceptional food, extraordinary service, and family-friendly on Center Street in downtown Logan. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Is there a doctor here? Listen. Here's Aaron Rodgers talking about this weekend's game. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Just because you don't know what the future holds. If you're the Packers, you sit there and go, here we go again. And I will also be honest with you, he's answering a question of it being his last game at Lambeau Field. I don't know why Aaron does this. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoon from 1 to 3 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Turning my pain into purpose is pretty much what I have done to start this foundation. In August 2020, after the death of George Floyd, Bridget Floyd and other family members established the George Floyd Memorial Foundation in support of the black community. It's going to take more than just us as a foundation. It's going to take the community, the world, to make a change. Fight for racial justice for the black community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. 
Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. And welcome back, Full Court Press. Jason Walker and just Jason Walker with you here. Eric Franson out sick today. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow, but we'll see. I'll uh, be able to update you on his uh, injury status tomorrow. Uh, speaking of injury status, uh, 6133 uh, texting in. Uh, and if you guys want to text in, 435-339-0321 is the number. But uh, 6133 asking, uh, what happened with Z? Uh, Z Hamoda, he was out because he woke up feeling ill. He was fine the day before, but just one of those things. Sometimes you wake up sick and that's that. Uh, nothing you can control. So he was out and the hope is for him to be healthy by Saturday. That's obviously something that will be up in the air. Um, you know, Ideally, he gets, what, three, four days uh, to rest and heal up. So hopefully he'll be ready for that game. Obviously his presence was missed a little bit, you know, defensively uh, in stopping some of the the UNLV guards at times and maybe a bit of offensive pop if you, you know, would have had a solid game. He's played pretty well at home this year. But, uh, yeah, he, he didn't play, again, just because of the sickness. So he should be fine going forward. Uh, Ryland Jones still out with the uh, – the undisclosed injury. And, uh, you know, Odom was asked about, you know, potential return, and uh, Odom said the focus is just to get him healthy. You know, that's what we're working on. Get him healthy. Get him potentially available to play. That's their focus. It's not so much getting him in game shape at the moment. It's just getting him healthy. So that's what they're focused on right now. So U- Utah State beats UNLV 71 se- or 75-71 last night. Uh, looking at the rest of the Mountain West scoreboard last night, there were uh, three other games. Air Force beat Wyoming. Uh, the Cowboys continuing to struggle. I don't even think Hunter Maldonado was even in that Air Force game, if I remember some of the reports that were around Twitter. So Air Force actually now on a three-game winning streak in Mountain West play. They beat, they beat Colorado State. They won at Colorado State. They won at Fresno State. And they just beat Hawaii, or Hawaii, Wyoming, whom they just hosted this last game. Uh, one of the other games, uh, New Mexico, still being pretty dominant uh, overall. They're 17-2 and on the year. They just beat San Jose State 77-57, 20-point win for the Lobos, and San Jose is Utah State's next opponent, so Spartans coming off of a 20-point loss at New Mexico now have to go on the road to the Spectrum here in Logan and try and take down the Aggies. The other game from last night was Boise State beating Nevada by 15 points, 77-62, with the Broncos getting a bit of revenge on the Wolfpack for Nevada being Boise State's one loss in conference on the year. So Boise State looking very good right now. They are in first place, uh, alone at 5-1. and one. 
that could change as early as tonight because San Diego State is uh, taking on, they're going on the road to Colorado State. Uh, Colorado, Colorado State's last game was actually at UNLV. That was a crazy ending where Isaiah Stevens hits like a half-court soccer-style, you know, three-point shot to send the game into overtime, and then Stevens hit a go-ahead three late in overtime for Colorado State to beat UNLV. Uh, They'll face a bit of a tougher matchup with San Diego State, obviously. The Aztecs were actually undefeated in true road games this year. And also 4-1. and So San Diego State wins. They'll be tied with Boise State for first place in the Mountain West heading into the back end of this week. Had another text come in. 6-5-4-3 says, We need to be a better second-half team. We will beat none of the better teams with that many turnovers. Uh, Certainly not. Utah State was really saved by the fact they played pretty good defense for just about the entire game. I know UNLV actually had a decent field goal percentage, I believe, but some of that was facilitated by uh, turnovers. And really, part of that just came down to a couple of different stretches where at one point UNLV made seven straight field goals. And I think in the first half, aside from those seven made field goals, UNLV shot like 35%. So UNLV's efficiency, they shoot 49% overall in the game. That efficiency really came in spurts and didn't really feel like they were a team that was shooting 49%. And they only shot, you know, six of 18 from three. There's only one guy, Jordan McCabe, was the guy lighting it up from three. He was five of seven, so, you know, the rest of the team is all of what? One for 11 from three. So Utah State played really solidly defensively. And, you know, if you have 21 turnovers, actually, how many points off? So 27 points off turnovers. So they certainly took advantage of Utah State's 21 turnovers. But still, on you know, on the possessions that didn't start with a turnover, UNLV was playing very poorly on defense. So credit to Utah State. Um, we got to take another quick break. We'll kind of finish this point and the last segment uh, of this hour. And then we'll head into the second hour. We'll have a lot more, you know, Utah State talk, more high school basketball. Had that last night. We'll have it again tonight with girls. Uh, so we'll have that coming up next on 106.9 The Fan. Own a small business or a farm? You thought about solar? Listen up. A new USDA grant was announced allocating $300 million for farmers and small business owners to put in solar. That's right. The government will help you get solar installed, covering 40% of the cost. And don't forget, as a business, you can save up to 50 or 60% more with federal and state tax credits. Second Sun Solar will install your system and help with the USDA paperwork. Call Second Sun Solar today at 435-363-9917 or online at utahsolardirect.com. Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress. And while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three, we'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress. It's that first kiss, that moment in time It's that look in her eye When you get the first sign We make it personal, you know when it's real 
Les Olson IT is your source for top quality technology. We carry the latest desktop and laptop PCs in stock, configured to your specific needs, and backed by our award-winning support team. And if your business demands high-performance hardware, we offer custom-built computers that can tackle any task. We also offer great computer accessories like monitors, keyboards, speakers, Fujitsu document scanners, and more. Get a quote today. Les Olson IT. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Odd Couple I check. with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. When you look at these NBA numbers, it's easier than ever to score in the NBA. Broussard could have a double-double with 15 points and wow, 10 rebounds. I do assists. think I could go for four points in today's NBA. I might even get a basket <laughs> if Nancy Lieberman is guarding me, okay? Uh, with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weeknights from 6 to 8 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. Just a reminder that at one of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts, you can get things like Napa Premium Oil for $3.59 quart, Premium Synthetic for $5.49. Uh, you can also uh, save up to $19 on a pair of silicone wiper blades from Trico and Rainex. Uh, you can also get the night vision headlights that are 50% off. So you can get all that cold weather stuff, you know, just general maintenance, obviously. A lot of stuff you can get, again, at one of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. So finishing up the first hour here, just got a couple of minutes for our top of the hour break. Uh, just again, going over the, the, the standings for the Mountain West. Right now there seems to be a bit of a tier system where you got San Diego State and Boise State both at the top with, uh, you know, with how well Boise State's playing. Trying to uh, look up the uh, NET right now. So actually, Boise State has the best NET ranking. They're at 20. San Diego State is at 30. New Mexico at 31. Nevada at 34. Utah State at 35. A lot of teams bunched up in that 30 to 35 range. And then you have to go a ways until you find UNLV at 76. And then after that, you go at Colorado State, San Jose State, Air Force, Fresno State. And uh, Wyoming, Fresno State and Wyoming, both in the 200 plus. And for Wyoming, it's a real struggle. They were missing Hunter Maldonado for that uh, Air Force. Air Force. I'm suddenly forgetting who they played. Yeah, it was Air Force. And they're also missing uh, Graham Ek, who may or may not actually return. He was supposed to return by about now. But when he came to Logan, he was still wearing a walking boot and reportedly was still in that walking boot yesterday. So his return is questionable, and the Aggies will, f- will go to Wyoming uh, early next month to take on the Cowboys. So we'll see how things go there. But Utah State still fighting to try to be at the top of the standings. They kind of you know, missed their first chance. They, they could have, you know, if they'd done better against Boise State and Nevada, they could be a team that's you know five and one or heck even six and obviously if they won those two games, but we'll get into that more. We'll also talk some high school uh, boys basketball. 
Coming up next hour, stay tuned.